You're listening to episode 72 of Special Chronicles. Please help us with this vision, which is to give a voice and respect to people with special needs. If you'd like to help us with this vision, you can go to specialchronicles.com slash donate. That's specialchronicles.com slash donate. Every American, every citizen of the world should just be aware of learning disabilities. Shudder thinking how the world can be so cruel. I lend my voice to those who can't. It's time we try, it's time we care, it's time we stand. It starts with a voice. You're listening to Special Chronicles. This is the show where we are podcasting disability stories from inside our perspective, and we are giving a voice to those with special needs. On today's show, we will be taking a look back at our, at our next level series with an interview with Danielle Lebo from Special Olympics Minnesota, and much more news to come. As always, well, welcome back, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to Special Chronicles. We, my name is Daniel. Oh, Paman Dan, I'm, I'm one of your hosts for this show. And I'm Jim. And we are back for another week of the podcast. As we, are, we, 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 we always hear each week to uh, bring you stories in Special Olympics, disability stories, and uh, share with you some interviews or conversations with people uh, as... We do each week. And so, uh, Jim, on uh, today's show... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> After several hours of technical difficulty, folks. Yeah, for the, for the pre-production, we will... Uh, folks, we will try to, uh, to kind of give you... Um, I got some behind-the-scenes uh, work here into the production of this particular episode we will um well i don't know do our listeners want want to hear uh what we are doing before the show (laughs) briefly probably yeah so we will what we've been doing for the past few weeks was recording the show where both jim and i get on a google hangout uh so that way we can see each other but then we can also we record the video so you guys can see both of us. Um, but we were having some difficulties with trying to record via a Google Hangout. Um, and so, Jim, it, it took us a while right, to try to... <laughs> get, get the show. If anyone has any suggestions on how to really use that or some Google lessons Hangouts. they can give us, please let us know. Yeah, please let us know. How, how can they let us know? Uh, by calling the voicemail feedback line at 630 384 9137. 630 384 9137. You can leave us a voicemail and uh, always hear that voicemail, and I can always pass it along to uh, you, Jim. And uh, if, if you guys want to uh, email us, 
The email for the show is feedback at specialchronicles.com. Oh, there it is. Feedback at specialchronicles.com. And I can forward that email to Jim as, as um, that email goes into uh, my personal inbox. Um, but I mm-hmm. but I can forward it. So if, if, if you guys would rather email us, feedback at specialchronicles.com. Uh, and share with us uh, any tips for how to use Google Hangout. Because uh, we've used a, a Google Hangout in the past, but it can always be challenging to uh, figure out sometimes how some of this works. Um, but on today's show, we will, as we have actually done for the past few weeks, we um, have fun taking a look at, at our Meet Us So Athlete series where we get to meet meet other special Olympics athletes through interviews or through conversations, you know, with them. So all of you listening can meet uh, some more inspiring people. Well, not not to say that both of us, uh, our stories are inspiring, but I guess all of our stories are inspiring, right, Jim? Mm-hmm. And so they are. this week and the next week and the week after, we're going to be taking a look back at our next level series. And Jim... I don't know if you saw on on com, but uh, at the beginning of this year, 2013, we, we launched the Next Level series, which all of you listening can go to nextlevel.specialchronicles.com. And this is a series where we feature uh, stories of special beings who have either attended or have graduated from college. And I thought, well, hey, why don't we share some of those? Because uh, those stories we, we find on nextlevel.specialchronicles.com, nextlevel.specialchronicles.com. Those stories, uh, the, the written story, and then there's about a five to six minute uh, video uh, chat with them, with the uh, three global messengers that, that we featured. But we have a little bit longer interview about a, about a half hour interview a little bit longer uh, that kind of goes into more depth uh, about their experience in, in Special Olympics their experience uh, in college and and uh, some other Special Olympics related topics uh, so we thought well why don't we bring from the next level series bring it over to our meet us or athlete series here on Special Chronicles uh, so you guys can can heal in this podcast feed and uh, heal heal more from 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 them. So Jim, have, have you had a chance to take a look at at our next level? Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool actually. I looked at the website. I think when we were off the air. Yeah, and it's pretty interesting on some of the stories that have come out from that. Yeah, um, and the different stories that have come out from that too. Yeah. And so this week, we're going to be hearing from Danielle, uh, who is from uh, Special Olympics, Minnesota. Jim, do you have that story up? Uh, yeah. Um, looks like it's, uh, she graduated from, unfortunately, I lost I, I, I think she's a, a junior. Um, could be a senior. Well, I think at the time when when I published the story at the beginning of this year, she was a junior. She was a junior in college. Um, okay, so. Dan. Uh, 
says in our notes here, uh, Daniel's story, um, the interview will focus on her experiences in Special Olympics competing and the Athlete Leadership Program, Project Unify, Youth Activation Summit, Inclusion, and, and Transitioning into College. Yes. So uh, we'll be hearing from Danielle. Uh, and then after, we will uh, get on to uh, some news. But this should be an exciting, exciting time to talk with Danielle. There's going to be a little bit more um, at the end, folks. Yeah, so uh, keep listening because uh, you uh, you're gonna want to stay stay tuned. We, we've got some exciting news about uh, a new partnership with Special Olympics, and should we 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 tell them? Yep. Oh, so, or maybe we we kind of tease a little something and say, hey, you know, keep tuning in. Stay tuned, folks. Keep more information on news, and then um, obesity and disabilities. Uh, something about a dis- disability history. And the duck race, and I think well, we 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 mentioned last week, but we uh, didn't have time for this audio clip from Nelson Mandela on who talks about unions kind of tribal and justice, and justice for people with disabilities. So why don't we go in and hear from Danielle in our conversation? So uh, you're listening to Special Chronicles right here on SpecialChronicles.com. So I'm to get to the interview with Danielle. My advice would be to just try your hardest. And it takes a lot of training to start the World Games. Like I have a like disability, it's education across the board for everyone, every American, every citizen of the world should just be aware of learning disabilities. Our today on the Special Chronicles podcast is Danielle Liebel. She is a Special Olympics Minnesota athlete and global messenger who is currently a junior at the College of St. Benedict. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So uh, I first um, heard about you and the work that you've been doing um, when you sent me an email um, after um, I believe Rebecca had uh, for you an email to you. Yep. Why don't we begin with uh, giving our, our listeners and and viewers, a introduction about yourself. Tell us about your family, sports you compete in, Special Olympics, and your faith background. Yep. Um, so I grew up in a small town in Minnesota called Richmond. Um, so I grew up with my family there, one sister with my mom and dad, um, normal childhood. Um, but... I currently, I got involved in Special Olympics in fifth grade. Um, At that point, I did five sports, bowling, track, swimming, bocce, and golf. Um, Now, I do not compete in any sports. I'm more of an advocate um, and speaker than an active participant. Um, as far as faith background, um, I was raised Catholic, um, which I still am, and right now I'm studying theology at St. Ben's, so. Awesome, awesome. Um, I also, um, was raised Catholic and, um, and, 
um, also compete in in Special Olympics. So what? Um, how did you first get involved in Special Olympics? When I was in fifth grade, I transferred schools to the next town over because of just some mistreatment within the special education system. Um, And I was actually at after-school program when the coordinator of that program came came up, excuse me, and asked my mom why I wasn't involved in Special Olympics. And that's really how I became involved. We um, engaged in more dialogue and conversation about Special Olympics and if it's something I really wanted to do. And it was. And so in fifth grade, um, I think just a couple weeks later, I got involved. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, when I was in high school, one of my special ed teachers also told me about Special Olympics. Um, so that's awesome. So what uh, what sports do you uh, um, what sports did did you compete in, in Special Olympics? Um, originally, like I said, I competed in um, bowling, track, swimming golf and bocce um once i reached high school age i really only competed in golf and swimming though and then um because of an injury i can no longer compete so i just do advocacy work now awesome awesome so uh how uh as as an advocate um how did you get involved as a global messenger part of the athlete leadership programs when um in 2006 i actually went to the national games for swimming and i was a participant and my swimming coach for those games was a alps mentor so athlete leadership program mentor um for another athlete on the same swim team as me and she throughout the whole uh, eight months of practicing, she really, she convinced me and really got me to um, attend those classes. And so I did, and that's how I got involved. Awesome, awesome. So uh, you're involved as a Global Messenger, um, which is one of the athlete leadership programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you involved in in any of the other programs that that Special Olympics has for for athlete leaders as either a coach or board of directors or? Yep, I'm on the board of directors for Special Olympics Minnesota, so that meant I had to go through the um, governance 101 course that they have. Right. I'm a I'm a volunteer, so I took athletes as volunteers. I took athletes as coaches, so I'm coaching. Um, I did challenges through Choices, which is an ELPS program. I think it's unique to Minnesota, but that's all about team building and how you work together as a team. Um, And I've also taken both levels of the Global Messenger. 
Awesome. So, can you tell me a, a little bit more about what you um, do as a coach and a volunteer with um, with Special Olympics? Um, as a coach, I don't coach anymore now that I'm. Well, no, that's not true. <laughs> I did start coaching again this fall. Um, right now, I am the head coach for the unified sports team oh. at my college. So it's me and then another student at our college that are the coaches for those teams. Um, Volunteering. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I volunteer a lot in any area that they need me to. They know that they can call me up and I'll be there. Uh, So, yeah. Awesome. Um, What do you enjoy because because you so you first started as a coach and then a little messenger and and now a coach and volunteer out of all um of the activities that you're involved in special olympics what do you enjoy the most what i enjoy the most and it, it really ties into my volunteering and my global messaging is I do a lot of work for Project Unify mm-hmm. on both the state and national level. I'm a part of the Youth Activation Committee mm-hmm. um, and for both Minnesota and the United States. And that is something I'm really passionate about. Awesome. I, could, I could spend days on ending <laughs> that work. Um, so... Of all the initiatives, Project Unify and the Youth Activation Committee would definitely be my favorite. Okay, awesome. And we could go on and on about about Special Olympics, but um, can, can you tell us really briefly for our listeners and for our and for our viewers, uh, what is Project Unify? Yep. Um, Project Unify is a fairly new initiative within Special Olympics um, National, North America, and it's educating youth to empower other youth to be inclusive of their peers with and without intellectual disabilities. So through Project Unify, our programs such as Unified Sports, where athletes with and without disabilities can compete alongside each other. There's young athletes, which is Special Olympics for athletes ages two to seven. Um, We have a curriculum, a school curriculum um, for it. We also do youth summits. And so that's pretty much Project Unify in a nutshell. Okay, good. Uh, so can you, you tell us briefly about what the Youth Activation Summit is? Um, I've heard of some other athletes uh, here that are involved with that. I know Tim Shivo, uh is, is a part of that, and and someone and and someone Palumbo um, yep. is. Can can you can you tell us about the Youth Activation Summit? Um, what is this and and how did it get started? Yep. Um, well, it's not a one-time thing. 
it happens at every world game okay. um, and at every national game. Okay. Um, so what it is, is youth from either around the country or around the world, depending on if it's a national um, games or world games, okay. come together and they really talk about Project Unify. How can youth be leaders? How can we educate our peers about becoming, you know, inclusive yeah. in our schools and how to change our school climate? And really, how do we break down that barrier of people with and without intellectual disabilities? Good. So at the summit, we do workshops um, just kind of emphasizing that point and they're very interactive awesome. i was only at the 2009 world game summit and the 2010 national summit uh -huh. um, and the 2009 one was my first one where i really got to work with tim shriver jr yeah. and soren palumbo and that is where um I was privileged to be a part of the creating and um, being considered a co-founder of the Spread the Word to End the Word campaign, which was kind of birthed at yeah. that summit. Awesome, awesome. Keep listening to our conversation with Danielle Levo, uh, and we'll be right back with continuing. Uh, but folks, it's time to take a quick break. So we'll be right back. Keep listening to Special Chronicles right here on SpecialChronicles.com. This episode is sponsored in by Monkey Pencil. If you're looking for custom screen printing for you know, T-shirts, banners, buttons as well, but any custom screen printing in apparel, we recommend that you use Monkey Pencil. For more information about them, you can go to monkeypencil.com. This episode is also sponsored by Block Note. Are you looking for a simple newsletter? <laughs> simple newsletter, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Does your parish or ministry so I gotta keep everyone in the loop? Do you want a simple solution? Something that just works? Well, flocknote.com was made for you. Create as many lists as you would like for each of your groups, then input the contacts you already have, or simply let your members subscribe to your activities themselves via the web, or by letting them send a text message right from their phones. It's never been easier to collect up-to-date contact info and then to send your groups an email or a text message at the click of a button. Try a free trial today at flocknote.com. Once again, I thank flocknote.com for the generous support of Special Chronicles. Also, this episode is uh, thanks to Bluehost. If you want to start your own professional blog or website with professional web hosting for only $6.95 per month or less, you can have your own professional web hosting. We recommend that you use Bluehost. Just go to specialchronicles.com, specialchronicles.com and click on our Bluehost affiliate link and you'll help us to support Special Chronicles. If you like this show, you might also want to check out The Break with Father Roderick. The Break is an award-winning weekly show about movies, technology, games, health, food, and faith. From The Simpsons to The Sacraments, from technology to theology, The Break features the cool and the classical, the past and the future, the trends, and the tradition. Download the show for free on iTunes or listen at sqpn.com. 
Hi, this is Avery from Live WTL Ministries, and you're listening to the Special Chronicles podcast. And now back to the show. Danielle became with us about inclusion, why she wanted to attend college, and display services. So let's get back to the show with Danielle Lebo. You're listening to the Special Chronicles podcast, and here is your host, Podman Dan. Um, I um, had the opportunity to actually uh, talk with um, both uh, Sloan Palumbo and, and Tim Schreiber Jr. on on the podcast. Um, uh. Sloan was actually a guest on the very first episode that I did a couple years ago. And then Tim um, last, I want to say it was like a couple years ago as well. So yeah, and, 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 uh, and it was neat, it was neat to, to talk with um, them as well. Um, I've 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 never met them in in person, but just on Skype. Um, so, can you tell us um, maybe briefly um, a short personal story about uh, about your about the about the impact on uh, on inclusion and acceptance um, with yourself um, in in school, and if anyone made fun of you or anything. Like yeah, um, I think inclusion is really a battle that everyone with the intellectual disability faces, um, and even more so, I think it's something that everybody faces because everyone has a different ability like Tim Shriver Sr. and Eddie Barbanel says there's no such thing as a disability yeah. only a differability yeah. um, but in my life I really got told you know you, you're dumb I got told I was dumb by teachers that they shouldn't waste my time teaching me because I would never get it yeah I was really bullied by my classmates, um, but I was more oppressed by my teachers and um, those kind of figures than my peers. Because once I moved school districts, the peers really changed and became more accepting. Um, in that particular school. The teachers, not so much. Um, <laughs> but what I found through doing in high school, I really became involved in Project Unified right from the start in 2009. And by doing just local youth rallies and making a uh, intentional point within my conversation with my peers, I could see that change of all of a sudden they don't use things like the R word anymore. Yeah. Or they're all of a sudden they're high-fiving the, the students in this special ed room and they're eating lunch with them. Um, so I've really seen that dramatic transformation through my peers of 
just making it an intentional effort for me to really be that example and really bringing it to people's forefront attention. Um, For the teachers and faculty, I do think it did raise a little bit of awareness for them, but teachers, uh, youth leadership in general is such a big buzzword and hot topic in um, education right now that teachers really don't know how to treat youth. They're bringing that awareness up. And so they're... I've ran into some instances where they don't think I'm right because they're older than me. So I think that's still something that's going to need to be worked on and addressed. But I'm confident that within 20 20 years ago, 20 years from now, excuse me, that it won't even be an issue anymore. Okay, good, good, good. So this moves us now on to, um, since um, we were talking about schools, it now moves on to the, the next level, which is, is the whole purpose of this project, the whole purpose of this, uh, of, of this podcast series. Um, you um, have now been in college for the past few years. Can you tell us about what was that like in your senior year of, of um, high school and going into, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you had meetings with your special ed teachers and your parents and everyone. What can you tell us about what was that experience of that transition of, of leaving high school and then about to go to college? Um, uh, my senior year of high school, I was so excited to graduate. Um, I was so dumb with high school. But um, through the process, it was a little bit frustrating because um, ever since I was little, I always imagined that I would go to a four-year university. Um, And my parents were totally in support of that. They knew that I would go to one, like it wasn't even a question, but my special ed teacher and my case manager there was saying, you need to go to a two-year community school, see where you get, and then maybe go to a four-year. So we kind of, since it was my last year, we decided not to put up a fight with her and kind of like nod along in agreement. But really, I applied to all four-year universities anyways. Yeah. And I obviously went to one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I had somewhat the same situation. My my case manager and, and... and special ed teachers did, didn't think that I would be able to go to a four-year university as well. And, um, and those, it's, it's interesting how, how you would think that, that, that they would try to even help to motivate us to be able to, to go there. Can you tell us about 
why did did you want to attend a university in in college? Why? Um, I just always imagined myself going to a four year ever since I was little. Yeah. Um, I think that's because in my family that was kind of the expectations for me and my sister was. You'll go to college right after graduation. You'll go to for your university. Um, so, but something that I wanted to do, I think it doesn't matter, you know, if you're special ed or not. You still want that college experience. You, you know, rarely do they say, oh, I got the full college experience at two-year school. You can but it's not the same as a four-year. And I really wanted that four-year experience. Yeah, good. So why do you think that, especially white teachers, um, oh, teachers do not think that, that, that we have the ability to go to a college or four-year university? I think... Um, the disability rights movement in general is just so new. Um, and I think they're still a little bit undereducated. I mean, they're really, I don't mean that in a bad sense, yeah. like they don't know what they're doing because they do. It's just they don't go, okay, they have CP or autism, and this is the potential of them. They really go day by day. Yeah. From my experience, and I, I hate to generalize everyone because I'm sure there are many fantastic um, special ed teachers out there. Yeah. But um, from my experience, they don't see the big picture of even though they have this, they can achieve yeah. this if we give them the tools. Yeah. Um, from my experience, it was like, okay, let's get through today. Yeah. And then the next day, let's get through today. Um, that's just been my experience. Good, good. So uh, so um, now that, that you have gone through that um, transition period, can you can you tell us um, briefly about what was it like to actually apply for college and then actually enter college? Like I know for myself, um, it was really challenging, and I had assistance from from my parents and 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 and, and, and special ed teachers. Can you can you can you tell us about what was it like? with with the applications and then finally undoing college um i personally did not have a problem filling out applications um in call not in college in high school um everyone was required to take a course their sophomore year in high school of how to apply for colleges and jobs and so we already got taught those skills in that class of, yeah. okay, how do I do this? So um, applying for colleges was really not that 
big of a challenge for yeah. me because we already got taught that. Um, but accepting in college is really difficult. Um, just looking at colleges, you have to make sure that they have a good disability service program that is accessible to you. Um, the college that I accepted to didn't have a disability service. Yeah. And that was definitely a downfall. But it was challenging for me at that point to say my other top two schools yeah. have disability services and they are accessible. But the one that I really want to go to doesn't have that service. Yeah. So yeah. then I'd have to go in and talk to academic advising um, and admissions about what are the accommodations that you are willing to give me? And luckily, they were very understanding. I had no problem with it. Yeah. Um, they basically said, whatever you need that is within reason, we will accommodate. And then a year, my sophomore year in college, they implemented a disability service office. So now they have one. Yeah. But. That's, good. That's good. At um, um, Roosevelt, uh, where I here in Chicago, uh, they they have a disability services office, and um, and uh, two times a week for about an hour, I I meet with the director to to. to to, to help um, me with my classes and, and accommodation and stuff. Can, can, can you tell us about what's, what's your experience in the disability services uh, uh, office um, and, um, and, and who you meet and how often and all of that? Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, when I first came to college at St. Ben's in St. John's, they did not have a disability service office. So pretty much academic advising coordinated everything. And I had a really hard time transitioning when they went to uh, establish disability service yeah. office. Because then you have to present your documentation you have we have online forms that if there's a test that you need to take in their office you have to complete it 48 hours in advance to make sure that they have a testing area for you ready yeah. and i was not you know the year before i just went there like I need to take a test now, yeah. and they would just set me down at a desk. So it was really a hard transition for me to yeah. remind myself, like, oh, you can't walk in there. You have to fill out this form. Yeah. Um, right now, I don't really meet with my disability service um, coordinator. Um, 
very much. I do definitely if I have concerns, but not on a regular basis. Um, but he, I'm a president of a club on campus, and he's our advisor. So we kind of like informally touch base. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, if you want to hear more of Danielle's story, you can check out nextlevel.specialchronicles.com. Nextlevel.specialchronicles.com. And uh, you'll see um, a picture of her right there, and you can just click on that and read that and watch the video. Why don't we go ahead now and take uh, our second break so we can mention our sponsors to thank them for supporting Special Chronicles. Well, this episode is sponsored by Flock Note, and it's your parish or ministry struggle to keep everyone in the loop. Do you want a simple solution, something that just works? Well, FlockNote.com was made for you. Create as many lists as you like for each of your groups, then import the contacts you already have, or simply let your members subscribe to your activities themselves via the web. Or by letting them send a text message right from their phones. It's never been easier to collect up-to-date contact info. And then to send your groups an email or text message at the click of a button. Try a free trial today at flocknote.com. That's flocknote.com. And we thank Flocknote for their generous support of Special Chronicles. This episode is also sponsored by Monkey Pencil. If you want to create custom screen printing, they offer t-shirts, designs, signage, buttons, embroidery, guitar picks, screen printing, vinyl posters, banners, stickers, headwear, and sportswear. We thank them for their generous support of the podcast. For more information, go to specialchronicles.com slash sponsors or Go to monkeypencil.com. And this episode is also sponsored by Bluehost. If you want to create your own blog or website, then consider using Bluehost. For only $6.95 per month, you can create your own web hosting. Please click our affiliate at specialchronicles.com and the Bluehost banner at the top of the sponsors page to help support this New media work for SpecialChronicles.com. And also for more information about sponsors, you can find all that at SpecialChronicles.com slash sponsors for all of our sponsors. If you like this show, you might also want to check out The Break with Father Roderick. The Break is an award-winning weekly show about movies, technology, games, health, food, and faith. From the Simpsons to the Sacraments, from technology to theology, The Break features the cool and the classical, the past and the future, the trends, and the tradition. Download the show for free on iTunes or listen at sqpn.com. You're listening to the Special Chronicles Podcast. And here is your host, Podman Dan. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Special Chronicles right here on SpecialChronicles.com. We hope that you all uh, have uh, enjoyed hearing from Danielle. If you want to read more, as, as I said, if you want to read more about her story, um, and we we might even put up a extra bonus, uh, some of the interview that we haven't aired on the podcast or haven't aired at nextlevel.specialchronicles.com, but... 
Uh, we 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 put up some extra audio up, up there if you got if if anyone is also is interested in hearing more. Um, but uh, Jim, what are uh, some of your thoughts on uh, hearing from? That was very interesting as well. I mean, I didn't know much about the youth summit, and she no. provided a lot of that information. Yeah. I didn't realize no, I, it was only at national and world games. Yeah, I that those were held. Yeah, I'd heard of them for a while, but I hadn't really uh, um, understood them yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was great to uh, to get whole uh, insight on on um, all, on all of that. So. Uh, I, so the as I said the the story that's, that I wrote about on Danielle you can find that at nextlevel.specialchronicles.com nextlevel.specialchronicles.com and, and there's also I believe it's it, it, it's either a five or six minute video that you could find there um, as well and so uh, there's also two additional stories but that'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks, so you guys want to stay tuned. Um, but if if you want to get a preview of what those other those other special Olympians, those, uh, those other stories, you can find that at nextlevel.specialchronicles.com. There, there is a fourth story on there, um, but uh, Jim, have you had a chance to take a t- to, t- to take a look at that um, subsite, at that sub-blog? Um, for her? Yeah, awful. Any of the stories that we yeah, have I've actually course. taken a look at some of them, and yeah. uh, they're very interesting stories, folks. Yeah. And uh, and each one is different. So, do you know what that fourth uh, story that we have up, up there is at nextlevel.com? So we just heard from Danielle uh, today, this week, um, mm-hmm. but then we'll we'll also hear from. Um, I believe uh, Jerry is coming up next week, right? Yes, Jerry is and, coming up next week. And then week. Garrett will be coming up the week after that. And then the, Jerry and Garrett, and then and the and the the fourth story on next level. Do you know what story that is? Uh, no, actually, I don't. That's actually my story, but we're, we're not going to be on that podcast because you know who <laughs> who, 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 who wants to listen to that. It's yeah. just, it's just a um, reprint of a of a story, but you know, you know, you know who who cares about that story, right? Well, it's the other, it's it's the other, it's the other three that I think we that we care more about, <laughs> right? You could always interview yourself, Daniel. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, or maybe on another side, maybe we should we we should have it where where we turn the mic microphone and you and 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 you do the interview and you uh, interview me. That's right. You can That's right. Take a look at, uh, should we? Uh, I don't know. Do, do, do you think our listeners would uh, want that sometime? Should we? Should we try that some week? Could ask them. Yeah. See if we get any feedback on yeah. that. Oh, um, uh, maybe we should we we should, we should try that in, in a few weeks. Uh, where um, we turn the mic around and uh, and you uh, interview the other co-host mm-hmm. of Special Chronicles. Uh. Why don't we go ahead and continue with uh, we um, we we have some news to share with our listeners, right? Yes, yes, we do. Welcome to the Pie News on Channel Three Point One Four. And it's now time to get to the news. We've got some news for you from Special Olympics, including uh, the uh, Red Cross and uh, some other news. Let's go to get to the news right now. Okay. Jim, do you have the show notes up? <laughs> like, 
Yes, I have the show notes up, and our first oh, story comes actually from SpecialOlympics.org. Yes. Special Olympics in the IFRC Which is the join forces to fight for rights of people with intellectual disabilities. Yes, and the IFRC is the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies. And so this... This happened this past week, which was on what date was this? July tenth. This happened on, and and so uh, Special Olympics and the, the so the International Federation of, of the Wood Cross is the Wood Cross that I'm sure a lot of people know about, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 so both of them so they're they're power known to help to empower children and adults with intellectual disabilities who are at risk in developing nations. Through um, community-based activities in the areas of youth activation, health, and advocacy. Again, this is as of Jim. This is according to SpecialOlympics.org. Good. Both of them are sharing uh, mutual goals to eliminate uh, health disparities, empower marginalized populations, provide health uh, humanitarian assistance, foster youth activation, and encourage the development of national. Oh, um, policy. So, Jim, did you get a chance to t- uh, see anything else about this story? Because this, yeah, this is um, a big story. And I wouldn't be surprised if they get uh, at some point involved with the healthy athletes, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they'll be, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, as we follow this story, we will try to share, you, share with you guys here on Special Chronicles uh, more, more uh, on, on, on this uh, story. Um, but uh, it looks like this took, uh, again, we'll put a link to this article that you can find on specialolympics.org, but we'll, we'll put a link to this. Uh, they have a, it looks like a, a press release here. We'll put a link in all show notes at specialchronicles.com slash podcast 72, specialchronicles.com slash podcast 72 for this episode. And this it looks like that this uh, at the signing of this partnership it took place in Geneva, Switzerland, where Dr. Timothy Shivo, Chairman CEO of Special Olympics, and the Honorable um, Jalada, the Secretary General of the International Federation of the Red Cross, uh, both of them signed a partnership agreement, looks like. Awesome. So uh, it's uh, nice to see. It's nice to see more uh, of these of these uh, of these partnerships that are. Growing. So that's that's exciting. Uh, this next story, Jim, has to deal with uh, this, the the this comes from according to disabilityscoop.com. There was a can I talk? Obesity impacting more with disabilities. Yes, yeah, so obesity. Nearly 42% of American adults with disabilities are obese and 9% are extremely obese. According to a stub- study being published in the July issue of the American Journal of Preventive Medicine. In addition to higher obesity rates, people with disabilities had greater incidence of chronic illnesses like diabetes, hypertension, and high cholesterol, and were twice as likely to take lipid-lowering drugs and prescription medication for high blood pressure, the study found. Yes, and again, that is according to disabilityscoop.com. 
So then the, another healthy athletes issue. Yeah, yeah, it does seem to we relate to the healthy athletes. So, hey, I guess we say we 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 have not covered two stories that have to do with. Well, I, I don't know if that first story with I guess that with the one cross at, at, at a little at, bit, you know, yeah, a little bit. It, but with the one cross, that that's more in, in addition to the health. It's also with um, in, uh, helping with community youth activation and and advocate and um, and uh, low income uh, populations, right? Yep. So, uh, so the next story, according to special, uh, no, according to another one, disabilityscoop.com. and it's it has to do with disability history, which uh, at the Smithsonian, the yep. Natural Museum of American History, which was unveiled this week. Uh, and that's in D.C., I believe. Washington. Correct. In D.C., they explored everything from stereotypes of law, technology, and issues in everyday home life for people with disabilities. This exhibition was titled Everybody in Artifact History of Disability in America. They had um, prosthetics items from full tests, buttons and T-shirts and, uh, that were used by disability activists, wheelchairs, uh, medical devices, text telephones for the deaf and braille. Waitos. And again, it's the corner of disabilityscoop.com. So th- it, I, I guess this exhibit. That would be a pretty interesting exhibit. Yeah, it would. Um, too bad we can't uh, take a trip for um, all of our listeners down there <laughs> for this. Um, but if if anybody is is at the Smithsonian in D.C., you can share, you can call our voicemail line at 630-384-9137, 630-384-9137, and let, let us know about this, this exhibit, which uh, helps to show disability history throughout the uh, throughout the years, uh, right? Yep. Yeah, so it, it, it does seem like an, an interesting exhibit. Uh, let's see. Do we have time to get to... We have a few minutes left in our program today here on Special Chronicles for this 72nd episode. Do, do, do you think now, should we talk about this uh, This clip from Nelson Mandela, who uh, is the president, of, oh, former president, I guess, of South Africa, who mm-hmm. commented on U.S. County Shriver and Justice for People with Disabilities? Unless we want to again push that back on. on, on yeah. let's, let's, let's touch on that next week. So. Yeah, we'll keep teasing all the snows <laughs> for that. Um, so we'll save that. We'll save that for next week's uh, episode. But in the Windy City Rebel, Ducky Dolby. Should we touch briefly on this? Yep. Let's, yeah, I think we need uh, to keep promoting that. Yeah. So the the this is coming up um, in just uh, a few weeks now mm-hmm. on August About three, August eighth. And uh, it's it's benefits uh, special Olympics, right? Yep. And people can uh, ad- adopt a duck, and you know, if if you want to adopt a duck, it's specialchronicles.com slash ducky. Specialchronicles.com slash ducky. If you want to adopt a duck. Yep. Five dollars for one duck, or twenty-five for a quack pack, and all of the all of the ducks will be loaded up into a truck. 
and dumped into the Chicago River, and the first one to win um, receives the prize. Yes. And speaking of um, quack, quack, and adopting a duck. Special Olympics Illinois is making waves at the 8th Annual Windy City Rubber Ducky Derby. On August 8th, thousands of rubber ducks will splash into the Chicago River near the Michigan Avenue Bridge to race to the finish and to benefit the athletes of Special Olympics Illinois. Adopt a duck for $5 and you might win a Chevy Malibu or other great prizes. Go to duckrace.com slash Chicago. Duckrace.com slash Chicago. So, uh, the, so we definitely hope that uh, all of you listening can, ch- can check out the Duck Race. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's always a great fundraiser each year for special um, Olympics. 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 Uh, coming up on next week's episode, Jim... Because we haven't received any feedback, but if you want to give some feedback, how can they, they, they uh, do so, Jim? You can call our voicemail feedback. Which is? At, at uh, 630-384-9137. Once again, you can click and send a voicemail button at specialchronicles.com. Yes, once again, at 630-384-9137. Seven six three zero three eight four nine one three seven. If you want to leave a voicemail, you can leave feedback on our Facebook page or Twitter. Facebook.com slash special chronicles podcast. Facebook.com slash special chronicles podcast. And Twitter.com slash special C podcast at special C podcast on Twitter. Yep. Uh, they can also email us feedback at specialchronicles.com if you guys want to email us your thoughts as well. Um, iTunes? iTunes. And leave a feedback on iTunes because that helps with the rating too. So. It does, it does. So it's definitely, listeners, you can go and leave us a review on iTunes. That would definitely help. You can also comment on specialchronicles.com um, for the episode page. You can There's a spot where you can uh, add a comment if not not a lot of people actually leave comments um, right on the website, but that that's also an option as well, um, as well. But I think voicemail is probably one of the better ways because we get to heal voices of all you guys out there who are listening. Yep, which is a good thing. Uh, coming up next week, we'll we'll be hearing from Joey Holy, who's another uh, athlete, and as he graduated from college a few years ago. And also coming up the week after that will be on from Garrett Anderson. And now Garrett is actually another uh, Illinois athlete. He is. And Glover Mushroom. So uh, it's a local, local, local um, guest coming on the show in a few weeks. Uh, and also we'll be looking at, at a virtual special, uh, what, a, what, what a virtual special class is. That'll be coming up in a few weeks. And we'll be hearing from, coming up in the in uh, next month, We'll be hearing a conversation with Andy Sly, who is she blogs at bringingthesunshine.com. Andy has two young children with, with special needs, <laughs> so and that one was just set up too. Yeah, that I just set that interview up, and so we'll be recording that on in uh, uh, a, a, a few weeks uh, in time for us to air that on the podcast here on specialchronicles.com. 
we hope you guys all enjoyed this w- week's episode. We will be back next week with another exciting episode of Special Chronicles. We hope you all have enjoyed this week's episode. Call your all voicemail feedback line at plus one six three zero three eight four nine one three seven. And we look forward to seeing you all next week. So until next week, take care and God bless. We'll see you next week.